This show is brought to you by Esdale Printing. For nearly 40 years, Esdale has been your source for banners, decals, signs, and your company needs. Check them out at 207 DeBat Street in Winnipeg or online at esdaleprinting.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at Esdale Printing or on Facebook. Hey, this is Brendan Dillon, defenseman with the Winnipeg Jets. You're listening to the Front Row Podcast. Welcome to episode 71 of the Front Row Podcast. I got my good friend Tyler. How's it going? Hey, uh, thanks for having me on the on the on the show here. It's been a while, but I've seen you lots. But it's always nice to sit down and talk hockey with you here. It's a it's a very fun podcast you got. So very happy to be here. Yes, and uh, we should try to do it face to face instead of um, there's I don't know a couple of kilometers between us right now. Yeah, maybe 1.5 kilometers or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could probably hear you if you screamed, but uh yeah, I think that would be nice if you should set up a live a live edition. I think that would be a, that'd be a really great idea. So, yeah, I'd love to join you for one. Yes, uh when the wa- weather uh warms up, probably my backyard or your garage. Yeah, it's nice to see that your teeth aren't chattering. It's been we're just fresh out of the deep freeze today, I think. It's been a it's been a cold few weeks here in Winnipeg and it's nice to finally be into the single digit minus temperatures. Yes, uh, hey, I took the week off, so I guess it decided to warm up when I took a week off, so <laughs> Yeah, hey, that's what happens. A little uh little tropical holiday for you. So there you go. Yeah, I just need two pina coladas, one for each hand. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds. It's almost pina colada weather out there. If you're from Winnipeg, you definitely know what we're talking about. So yeah, <laughs> right on. And uh, so, my condolences to uh, St. James Canucks and the Miller family on the passing of yes. Tom Miller. Yes, Tom Miller, uh, uh, St. James Canucks, uh, former. Uh, sorry, the founder, I believe, one of the three founders of the team back in 1978. So uh, that's a big loss to that uh, St. James Canucks family. I know that we, you know, we've been close at times with uh, Gav and Steve's. Uh, they're kind of in the hockey operations department there with the Canucks. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame to hear some news. And uh, I'm sure the team will have a nice uh, tribute and they'll have the all the players fired up and ready to go this week in honor of Tom, who, like like I said, it was a huge part of that organization for a very long time. Yeah, and uh, he shops where I work, so I see him. Actually, see him quite frequently. Actually, I just saw him walking out of the store there the other day, like maybe last week or maybe two weeks ago. I, I Pardon my memory if it's wrong, but uh, I had the opportunity to go to the St. James Canucks uh, awards banquet last year as a member, like I'm a community board member for Assiniboia West here in Winnipeg. And I had the opportunity to go to the St. James Canucks board banquet, like I said. And Tom Miller got up and did his speech last year and it was wonderful. The stories that we'd heard, that I heard just sitting at the table there, uh, I, I love it. I'm a hockey nerd, right? And so I like hearing where the team has come from and stuff like that. And, uh, I don't quite know the story off the top of my head, but uh, Tom and I believe two other guys, they founded the Canucks uh, as a means to kind of supplement the St. James Canadians, the junior A team. And once the Canadians left, 
uh, once the Canadians left in, I think, 2004 or something like that, the Canucks became the main tenant at the St. James Civic Center and kind of were the main uh, attraction for players to play here in St. James. And so we know a ton of former Canucks, and I know a lot of them were likely fairly close with Tom and probably have some really, really good Tom Miller stories. So I'd encourage you to maybe invite some of those guys onto the podcast so they can share some of that stuff. I think that'd be great. And uh, one time he came through my line at my work and uh, one of the items is a radish and uh, accidentally hit one too many buttons and I overcharged him for uh, radishes. And so he he had one and I put, I hit like 13 and enter. (laughs) <laughs> he had to come back to the store. Did, and, did he get? Did he get mad at you? No, he came back and uh, he was like, "Oh, you overcharged me by like, like twelve radishes." <laughs> then ever since then, it was like kind of like an out, outstanding joke between us. Oh, that's awesome! No good. That makes like, hey. good. It sounds like he remembered you. And he go, then I uh, goes like, "Hey, you finished your radishes yet?" <laughs> I bet you he liked that. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, that's awesome. Once in a while, I'll bug him about it, and then, yeah. <laughs> the, o- the only Tom Miller story that I have, because I never did play for the St. James Canucks, but I played in the Keystone Junior B Hockey League here in Manitoba, and after playing uh, as a rookie, I, I kind of looked at the St. James Canucks and back in, this is like 2007, I think. Yeah, 2007, 2008, and I looked at that team, and their defense was way too strong, and I knew I wasn't going to make that team, so I never tried out for them. So I went to the Keystone League. Well, I got cut nine games in. And then I was looking for a place to play. I got cut from the North Winnipeg Satellites. And so I'm looking for a place to play. And I was like, well, maybe I'll call the Canucks. So I called Tom Miller and he picked up the phone. And I said, hey, my name is Tyler Briggs. I'm a defenseman. And I didn't I didn't come to your camp. But uh, I was wondering if uh, I could come out for a skate and show you guys what I got. And he said, wait, who are you? And oh, my name's Tyler Briggs, and he and then he started to kind of like yell at me. He's like, "Why didn't you come out in the first place? No, you can't come." And then he hung up the phone, <laughs> and he kind of sassed me. I heard he was, I heard he was uh, uh, a, a, an interesting fellow, but uh, nevertheless friendly to all those that knew him really, really well. And I know that he was very well liked in the community. So uh, it was just a funny story that I wanted to share. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there'd be a lot of people have those. Uh funny stories about him. They have maybe one or multiple stories about him. And uh, Absolutely. You know, the, just the fact that we're talking about him and, I, you know, you know him from your work and I, he wouldn't know me. You wouldn't know me if you saw me on the street. He'd, he would have no clue who I am. And the fact that we've been talking about him for five minutes, uh, I think is a testament to the character that he was and the builder and... All of those things for the St. James Canucks. And I know those last two championships that they've won, I know that those teams have been very, very special to him because they had only won, I believe, one other championship back in 97, 98, if I'm not wrong, with uh, with uh, Marty, Sean Martin, as a part of the team. So, Yeah, and uh, so um, uh, news coming from the Bombers, the extended uh, Mr. Drew Wodkowski to a two-year contract yeah yeah that's a big one and i mean he's a friend of friend of the show and former guest of the front row podcast right yeah he's um 
He's an interesting cat. Like that, he's got he he's a recording artist. Yeah. Is he not? Isn't he play guitar? Yes. Yeah, he's a singer songwriter. I yeah. guess that would be the the proper term. Yeah. I think that's that's a fantastic signing for the Bombers. I mean, I think he's probably been on the team for six or six years or so. Yeah. He's a. I think he's yeah former uh, Minnesota Gopher. Oh, is he a Golden Gopher? Yeah. Oh, right on. I didn't realize that. Well, that's good. I think all the more pieces that they can keep from their uh, championship teams, and I know the last two years they've made it to the final and didn't quite get the job done, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Wolitarski is a huge part of that team, and I'm sure uh, you know Coach O'Shea and the rest of the dressing room will be happy to have him back, and I know you. Hopefully you get another chance to talk to him. I think that'd be cool, but uh, he's staying in Winnipeg. I think that's great news. Yeah, and uh, we're... Uh... I know I've been to a couple of games with my sister, and uh, they like to chant uh, O'Shea in the, that section. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's a, le- he's a legend here in Winnipeg. He might be the best coach that uh, we've ever had here in Winnipeg. So. Right. In the last little bit, yeah. At least in the last they, – hey, since since I've been alive. They didn't win a great cup. They hadn't won a great cup since 1990, and then uh, they won the two there right before the pandemic, so – or one before, one after. And so, and then another two Grey Cup appearances where they lost in heartbreaking fashion both times. So uh, that's a pretty pretty darn good team, and hopefully they can continue to stay at the top of the CFL because uh, that's made for some some fun fun games for us to watch on TV and in person at uh, IGF. Yes, and uh, yeah, I, IGF is uh, pretty good. So. You know, I hadn't been to a game in a few years, and I took Theo, my son, to a game this year, and it was the first time I'd been there where it's been sold out. Yeah. And I was coming off a brain injury this summer, and I wasn't really sure about going, and I was like, you know what, I'll go. I I think I should be okay with the noise and everything, and I was okay with the noise, but I was in awe of how loud it is there, how packed that stadium gets, how loyal the fans are they stuck around right till the end and it's uh you know i've done the whiteout a few times for the jets and i think that's the only thing that really compares but it's it's so different with it being wide open like that and the football atmosphere is like completely different from the hockey one it is really a special thing to be a part of and if you haven't been to a winnipeg blue bombers game i mean i hadn't been in about 10 years but that is a great place to watch a football game yes and uh I've been in there probably a handful of times. Yeah, uh, to the new one, and I've been to the old stadium, and like yeah, it's totally different in the atmosphere between a bomber game and a Jets game is totally different because you get like double, pe- more than double than the crowd than the Jets game, right? So yeah, it like is quite the more, it is quite the sight to see. Yeah, it's like different, like. Wait gets a way a uh, lot louder than a Jets game. Well, yeah, they, not, people don't bring cowbells and air horns and stuff to Jets games. I don't even think you're allowed to anymore. No, those bomber games, the stuff that people bring to to make noise, it is just insane. Everybody's whistling with their fingers. I can't do that, but like it is that is something else. And uh, my my boy there, Theo, he had his ears covered for a good chunk of the game because he was yeah so. 
Long story short, Walatarski, awesome for the Bombers. The Bombers are awesome for the city. So can't wait for the season to start because that means the snow will melt. Yes, and uh, that's a few more months away. So, Yeah, we got to get through playoff hockey first. And yeah. we know, uh, the, I'm sure the team that we're going to talk about next is, uh, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but, yeah. you know. Yes, uh, so this is episode... 71 AGF's mm-hmm. episode so yeah Axel Janssen Fjallby is that how you pronounce it I believe so yeah so who's your uh, favorite Swede of all time talking about people from Sweden favorite Swede yeah oh man is it uh, AGF well you know what I, I say to Adrian that Axel Janssen Fjallby is like the Swedish Roman Reigns. His hair is so beautiful. He's a handsome fella. Uh, he, uh, you're like, oh, geez, okay. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> he might be one of the fastest, <laughs> might be one of the fastest players on Winnipeg. And I know, oh, he didn't start the season with them, but uh, maybe he's my favorite Swede right now. Um, he's been, uh, he's been a nice, nice surprise this season as players on the Jets have gone down with injuries. But if we're talking. My favorite Swede. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, it's a tough one. But I, as a kid, like probably ten years old, uh, the one that sticks out to me the most is Matt Sundin. But Matt Sundin with the Nike helmet when he used to wear the Nike helmet. Yeah. So like that era, I'd say Matt Sundin was probably probably my favorite. I know as a Senators fan, that's tough to hear for you. Uh, but I wasn't a Daniel Alfredson guy. I was more of a Matt Sundin guy. As, uh, I like two out of the three teams he played for. Two out of the three? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He played for the Nordiques. I forgot about that. I was like, what? <laughs> three teams? What are you talking about? <laughs> like Quebec, and then Toronto, then uh, yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, there you go. I Yeah, I would say that Sandin is probably my favorite suite of all time. I mean, Nick Lidstrom is pretty awesome, and... Um, I think of, uh, I mean, if he wasn't a Ranger, Henrik Lundqvist was a pretty darn good one as well. But, um, you know, if I can't pick Janssen Fialbi or Toby Enstrom, maybe. I, I was a big Toby Enstrom fan. I liked him. Johnny Oduya? Yeah, Johnny Oduya, the pizza man. I know he's uh, <laughs> got a tough, tough, tough go here and a tough ride in Winnipeg, but uh, he was former Stanley Cup champion, I think, two times, maybe one. I can't remember if he was on two of those Chicago teams, but. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great hockey players coming from the country of Sweden. Well, and they just did they they lost the gold medal to U.S. in World Juniors, didn't they? Yes. And I think up until a couple of years ago, they had gone like I know they don't win every year, but they had gone something like thirty six and zero. Or something in the round robin at the World Juniors. Like, that is... Like, Canada hasn't even done that. Like, that's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, I like it when it mixes around. I'm like, like Canada all the way kind of thing. But at the same time, it's nice to see some, like teams like Finland and Sweden, Denmark, Switzerland mm-hmm. to a... Like, uh, knock off the, like the powerhouses of Canada, U.S. Absolutely, like yeah, Czechia, so, right? They've yeah. they've given Canada fits in the last couple of years. So yeah, it's like I think oh that's great because then that expires 
hockey players from those countries to like yep. come and like like Denmark. There's not a lot of people from De- players from Denmark. You got Ehlers. I think a- uh, Anderson is from Denmark. Uh, yeah, Freddie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Freddie Anderson. Yeah, and like that's the only two I can think of at the top of my mind are from Denmark. And you got um, Nino, uh, was Nino Nierade from Switzerland. Yeah, Nico Heischer also from Switzerland. And I think Timo Meyer on the Devils. They got a couple. Uh, Jonas Siegenthaler is one of the defensemen on the Devils from Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, their goalie. Uh, what the heck is their goalie's name? Akira Schmid. Yeah. The Devils have four Swiss players on it. Like, that's impressive. So it's, I, I do I do 100% agree with what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. And this is great like for them. Because those players look up to those ones, mm-hmm. right? Coming from their country, because there's not not very big countries, you know. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and they're tired of being beaten by Canada every year, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing about it. Uh, one question I have for you, kind of in regards to that international stuff, but I'm seeing, I think we're all seeing the news that the NHL is going to be looking at like a best on best tournament for 2025. Okay. So that would include Canada, the U.S., Sweden, and Finland. And this is just NHL players. It's not anywhere else. So only for the teams, which, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of. I'd like to see some players that weren't from the NHL, but whatever. At least we're going to get something. Uh, My question to you is best on best, Canada versus the U.S. I'm seeing a lot of people talking about U.S. closing the gap and now being considered, you know, better having some better players than Canada. I'm just kind of curious what you think about that. I don't know. Uh, well, the population is a lot more than that. So it's like they have to be surprised us at some point, right? Right. But is that time now? Because, I mean, the top-end talent on Canada, like McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr, uh, in the U.S., you've got Jack Hughes, Austin Matthews, uh, the Kachuk brothers. So I, I, I see uh, the Hughes brothers, right, by next year. Connor Hellbuck's their goalie. Who's Canada's goalie, right? It's it's a good uh, it's a good little debate. I can't wait to see those two teams play each other because that's gonna everybody's eyes are going to be on that game. That's the thing. I uh, Probably the goaltending is probably not as good not, like in the future as is right now. You got like – because – before you got like Berdur got replaced by Fleury and who's replacing yep. Fleury, right? Longo as well, right? And even Longo. before Brodeur you had you had Patrick Waugh, right? Yeah. So you yeah. like changing of the guard when we start watching. Yeah. Oh, those guys got replaced by mm-hmm. like the two thousand to twenty ten and twenty ten to yeah. now, right? Yeah. So then like who like who's gonna Goaltending is not that great. It's good, but not yeah. great. It's good, yeah. Like it'll <laughs> probably be somebody like Carter Hart. I'm thinking would probably be the the starting goalie. Like, and that's not even with the U.S. Like Thatcher Demko is still another option. John Gibson's a good goalie for the U.S. You know whose fault it is? The province of Quebec. They're not pumping out goalies like they used to. Like, like yeah, Juan. That's the issue here. Flurry it's, it's, and <laughs> Flurry. Luongo, right? All the ones we just mentioned, they're all from Montreal and Quebec City. So, like, uh, I don't know what they're feeding their goalies these days, but uh, we better call up Quebec and tell them to figure it out. Yes. and uh, It's all their fault. And then you got, like, the Curtis Josephs, and you got your, like, 
Yeah. It's yeah. like back in the day, like 90s. Or and Belfort like, even, right? Belfort is like a pop fan. Yeah. The U.S. back in the day, they had Mike Richter and John Van Beesbrook, and that was about it. Guy <laughs> Bear on the Ducks. Like that was, that was uh, like our generation of U.S. goalies. And then eventually that changed. I'm trying to think. Ryan Miller, even in 2010 when they lost, he was their starting goalie. He probably wouldn't even have made Canada in 2010. Yeah. See, I, that's, yeah, the, so. that's the thing. Alex Dean, like, he wouldn't have played for Sweden. Yeah. Cause he, well, yeah, because he, he wouldn't have made Team Canada. There's no way. Yeah, he would not make Even, even yeah. Brett Hull back in the day, he was probably like, yeah, I got a better chance of making the U.S. I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. play for the U.S. Yeah, that's the thing. The players <laughs> and Brett Hall's like the, yeah. <laughs> the players that He's like are, the third best goal scorer ever. As, uh, yeah, so players who have dual citizenship in two countries, like Brett Hall and, and uh, Axe, seeing like, we want jumping ship to the <laughs> competition, so see ya. Yeah. Hey, it was like me with the St. James Canucks. I was like, I'm not going to make them. I'm going to, I'm going to play in the Keystone League. Like, whatever, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they know. They know how it goes. And then, uh, like, the Jets are playing well. The Jets, man. Yeah, speaking of teams playing well, uh, I, I don't know what to think of this Winnipeg team, man. Like, I'm, we're, I think we're all waiting for the, the rug to get pulled out from underneath them and – uh, us ready to be disappointed again, and they just keep. I honestly feel like they just keep playing better. Yeah, they find a way to win a tight game against Ottawa. Ottawa was playing good since they fired their coach. Well, at least a little bit better. Uh, but uh, back to Winnipeg, like an eight-game winning streak. Uh, they have they're coming up on the NHL record. I know they keep posting that or putting that on TSN, but. Um, most consecutive games allowing three goals or less. I believe they're at 33 or 34 games, and I think the record is 43. Something. I think they're – and that's a, that's a pretty hard thing to do, to be that consistent. That's the one thing about the Jets is they're always consistently defensively sound, I feel like, and they have such good offense to, to complement it. And that's even with all the injuries that they've had. Like I don't think, I don't think Rick Bonus has had a full uh, top six yet with injuries to Shafe and Velarde to start the year, and then Kyle Connor, right? So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. If they get everyone back and stay healthy, maybe mm-hmm. see how they are not much better, right? Yeah, you know, we were chatting just the other day with friend of the show, uh, Stephen Burns, and former uh, uh, co-host of yours. Yeah. Um, we were just chatting with him the other day, and he was proposing all of their uh, deadline accusations and uh, different scenarios where they might grab players like Chris Tanev or um, uh, maybe Elias Lindholm from the Calgary Flames. Those are the first two that I think of coming up at trade deadline. With all their injuries that they've had and all the players that have been coming back and the depth that they have, like you mentioned uh, Axel Janssen, Fialvi, AJF, and then uh, Dominic Toninato has been, I think, one of their uh, one of the best, uh, um, I guess, grinders they've had in years. Like he's he's played wonderful since he's been in the lineup. And David Gustafson, uh, he plays well every time he gets a chance. So, um, Ville Hinola is coming back from that ankle uh, ankle surgery that he had, and I know he was expected to make, make the team. 
And they st- and Declan Chisholm can't even get in a game right now. I, I can't remember if he's down with the Moose, if he was able to clear waivers or not. But, like, the depth is there for that team. And Bressois backing up Hellebuck, he's played good every time he's come in. I mean, I'm just gushing about this team right now. They're, they've got everything. I don't think they need a deadline acquisition. What do you think? I don't know. It's like, um, I don't know, maybe toughness, maybe. But, like, mm-hmm. but not, like, a regular guy, right? Right. Because yeah. who are you going to bump out, right? You want to... I was just going to say, you're bumping these guys out, and they're going to have to clear waivers. That's the thing. Yeah, I was like, you just have to get yeah. a guy who's like a two, two-way two contract where you can ease him. Yeah. Play. And then you have that tough guy down, like a couple of tough guys down in the minors. They got him there if they need him. Yeah, so they don't need mm-hmm. tough guys, I don't think so. I think the one trade that I would like to see, yeah, I don't think they necessarily do. Like, Brennan Dillon seems to be handling everything right now. As long as he doesn't get hurt, I don't see a need for um, any sort of toughness. And, I mean, I think we're going to see that game. I think it's on February 20th. Mark it on your calendars. They play the Minnesota Wild again, and I think that's a game where we're going to see some fireworks and um, hopefully I think we'll get a good look at if we need that uh, toughness that you're you're talking about. I really like... If they were to add a defenseman, maybe a guy like uh, maybe a guy like Chris Tanev. I would love to see um, a former Moose as well. I'd like to see a player like that come in. But then if he comes in, you're bumping Nate Schmidt out of the lineup, and he's playing on the power play. So I don't know. Like, do they really need Brandon that? Tanev played for the Moose? No, Chris Tanev did. Chris Tanev played for the Moose when he was on the Canucks before he was on the Canucks. Yeah, and Brandon Tanev. Okay, yeah. I thought he's like okay. I didn't know about Chris. I you have to look that up. Okay. Like, Chris Tanev, I think, is one of, I think he might be one of the last uh, Canuck-affiliated Moose players left playing in the league now. He might be one, he might be the last one. Okay. I, I thought I was like, okay. Okay. I might be wrong. Okay. I didn't realize he was there, but I knew when yeah. Tanev, okay. Yeah, no, my uh, it's nice to see you know. I, like I said, I had a brain injury. My brain, my brain's working good. So okay, remembers all the important stuff like hockey stats, but forgets all the not important stuff like life. So it's uh, <laughs> the, the Riga Dale James Neal plays for the Moose for five games. Yeah, there was that. It's funny that you mentioned that because they that one year I think they had like a split with Dallas. Yeah, oh, eight, nine, yeah. Yeah, there was some 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 odd names that came through that year. I'm trying to think, uh, Max Fortunas, I think that was, uh, when he first played for the moose, I think he was a member of Dallas that year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, cause they made it to the college cup final that year. College cup final. That was that year. Hey, yeah. And, uh, the See, we just need, we just needed a little bit of help. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and they made it. Uh, they lost to Hershey in Game Six. Oh man, that was heartbreaking. That was a that was a good good run for the Moose that year. And uh, uh, they had quite the team. Was that when Corey Schneider was in net? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. I'm sorry for the pause there. I was looking up. I wanted to look up that team to see which. If there was any of those uh, Dallas guys on that team, uh, I think uh, James Neal played for five games. I don't know if he played that year, but uh, 
I don't see it, but uh, I know it was right around that time. But yeah, there's some uh, some strange strange names that uh, came through uh, Winnipeg, uh, just kind of under the radar, like like I'm talking about Chris Tanev. That's one that uh, obviously most of us have probably forgotten. James Neal, 2008-2009. There we go. That was the year. That was the year they were with Dallas there. Uh, Ray Sawada was another one. Mark Fistrick, I know he played for Dallas for a long time. So, yeah, there's some some names that I hadn't seen in a while. Actually, a name that is showing up is uh, Cody Hodgson. Did you hear about him? Oh, yeah, he signed a PTO with Milwaukee. Yeah. So I guess for those who don't know, Cody Hodgson was, a, I think he was a first-round pick of Vancouver in 2008. World Junior, uh, he's got some scoring records for the World Juniors for Team Canada. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of good to see. Hopefully things go good for him. Yeah. yeah and, and did you see, go ahead, sorry. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, when a lot of players go through the AHL and, uh, I think they, they always say, like, uh, like so many graduates, X number of graduates from AHL to NHL every year, right? Yeah. That lockout year, I think um, a lot of AHL teams got stacked because a lot of players- Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think, I think uh, Jason Spezza had already played a year with Ottawa before then, and then he came and played for the Bingo, the Binghamton Senators that year. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Uh, you ever go look at the penalty minutes from some of the players that year? That it was the AHL was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a crazy place. And, Stars uh, and also a ton of goons. <laughs> and uh, I see uh, a former move set to start once in a while, Nolan Baumgartner. Baumgartner, he's one of the best moves of all time. Yeah, and got, former captain. Yeah, yeah. And got inducted into the AHL. Uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, oh, he did. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he got inducted. While we're on the topic of the moose, have you been to any games this year at all? No. No, not this year. Yeah, no, not this year. I've been to one, and they played. I think they played the Calgary Wranglers. I went with uh, my kids' hockey team, and three fights in the game. Now that we're talking about uh, tough guys in the AHL, that you know, fighting seems to be kind of disappearing. And I, I went to that. Like just in hockey in general, the way that they're you know putting cages on players in junior and stuff like that. Not in the not in like the WHL or anything yet, but uh, you know they're making it harder to fight. Like the junior A leagues, like the St. James Canucks, even they all wear cages now. Um, so, um, but yeah, that Tyrell Bauer that they have on the Moose is quite the uh, quite the tough guy. And the, who's that? Jeff Veal is the, the other one there that uh, they uh, called up on Jeff emergency. Jeff Mallott, yeah, his brother's like an MMA fighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the Moose are not lacking toughness. They look like a bit of an up-and-down team this year, at least by their record, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. And they play, like, win one, lose two, win one, lose three kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Like, no, we talk about the Jets being consistent. The Moose don't uh, don't seem to be, but I guess the Jets have been grabbing players from them all year, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a really fun talking to you with you and look forward to doing this live in person one day. 
Thanks for having me. And uh, we need uh, our uh, partner in crime, I guess, in uh, our group chat to come on. Yeah, it would be nice. It'd be really nice to get uh, the Boston Burns on uh, on the podcast so we can do this, uh, the three of us, for sure. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I'll look forward to that. Yes, it was... uh, Pick his brain on uh, different stuff. He's a he's a smart fella. I love to talk hockey with him. He's uh, one of the best one of the best minds out there, and he's a St. James Canucks guy too. Yeah. And so uh, be interesting to hear what he has. I'm sure he's got some good Tom Miller stories as well. Condolences yes. to the Miller family. Yes, condolences to them, and uh, it's always tough. And okay, you drive safely. Yeah. Stay classy, I believe is the other line. I hate to steal that from you, but yeah. uh, you know what? I'm going to drive straight to bed here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Ron uh, Burgundy says you stay classy, Winnipeg. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Front Row Podcast. Download the show on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Contact us on Twitter or Instagram at Podcast Front Row and join in the conversation. Catch us next time on the Front Row Podcast.